you are experiencing a day that the Word of God is in question? Or why does the Word of God matter? And this episode, we will see why the Scripture matters. This is the Faith Library Podcast. Hello everyone, this is Aaron from Faith Library. If you're not familiar with Faith Library, Faith Library is a podcast that we uh, want to see the faith of the people and the truth that they're having in their lives. And if you're not familiar, you can follow us on Instagram that is Faith Library PH or in Facebook that is Faith Library Official. And I'm really excited for this episode because uh, this man has been a faithful man of God. And he recorded this for us all the way from Australia. So I'm thank you, brother, for doing this for me and for everyone that is in this podcast. And our guest is a is a church planter and a preacher, formerly at Christ Heritage Church at Ortigas, and he is now currently studying at the Reform Theological Colleges or RTC in Melbourne, Australia. And now he is married with Steffi and looking forward to their firstborn child. And uh, they are passionate in glorifying Christ, glorifying God, and making disciples uh, for the glory of God. And he is our guest and he will be talking about why the scripture matters. Because everyone knows that books are everywhere and some books matter, some books don't. But why does the scripture matter in our lives in every aspect? And he will be talking about this episode. Here it is, Brother Joshua Gurango. Hi, my name is Josh Gurango, and welcome to Faith Library. I'm speaking to you from Melbourne, Australia, and I have the awesome privilege of talking about the importance of scripture, why scripture matters. I'd like to start off with a bit of a story. Once upon a time, after a decade of drug dealing and drug addiction, I opened up this book, the Bible, and God breathed life into me. How did this happen? How did the words of this book transform a hopeless sinner? Well, there's quite a bit of background to that. I I actually started drinking when I was nine, and I started doing drugs when I was 13, despite the fact that I had great parents and an awesome upbringing. I even heard about Jesus. I went to church every now and then. I actually enjoyed worship music, uh, listening to worship music. But you know what? I didn't really read the Bible much. It was out of desperation due to my drug addiction, which was literally killing me, that I one day picked up a Bible and started reading it daily when I was in rehab. By the grace of God, there, I came to know who Christ was, and I came to know what He accomplished through His death and resurrection. And that day, the life and love of God flooded my heart. I was saved. God eventually called me to preach His precious word. It's a great privilege, and that's why I'm speaking to you right now. Now, I don't know where you are at the moment while you're listening to this, physically speaking, but if you are able, turn your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to read verses 14 to 17, and this is going to be our passage. We're going to look at this passage, we'll refer to this passage, we'll look at other scriptures as well, but this is our main passage. 
2 Timothy 3, verse 14 to 17 says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, of course, this passage has very specific and pointed application um, to Timothy and men like Timothy who were called to the ministry to, to shepherd the flock and to preach the word. But this has broad application to all believers as well. Notice how Paul says to Timothy that the words of this book, verse 15, are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Is this true? Could a book really be this powerful? I want to take this time to discuss three things. First of all, what God says about His Word. And then secondly, the Spirit and the Word. What is the relationship between the Spirit and the Word? And I'll argue that they're inseparable. And thirdly, I just want to talk about the power of God's Word. So, first of all, what God says about His Word. Well, what does God say about His Word? When God would raise up a prophet, this is what he would say. I'm going to give you some examples. Exodus 4 verse 12. Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Jeremiah 1 9. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Ezekiel 2 7. And you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear for they are a rebellious house. Listen to what God says to his people through Moses about his word. Deuteronomy 32, 47. For it is no empty word for you, but your very life. Did God really mean this? That his word is their very life? Listen again to what God says in Deuteronomy 8.3. Man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And this is not just what some men and women in the Old Testament thought about Scripture. This is the same dogmatic position of our Lord. Our Lord Jesus Christ quoted that very verse when Satan tempted him in the wilderness. In fact, Satan tempted Jesus three times. And Jesus rebuked Satan with three quotations from the book of Deuteronomy. God was serious when he said this stuff. His people live off of his word. This is what God himself in his word says about his word. Now, secondly, I want to talk about the spirit and the word. What is the relationship between the spirit of God the Word of God, you might hear Christians say, I just want to be led by the Spirit. I just want to go as the Spirit leads. Would you say that you truly want the power of the Holy Spirit to be evident in your life? If your answer is yes, then praise God. But let us never forget that the Spirit of God and the Word of God are inseparable. Take a look at Genesis 1, the first three verses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is a powerful act. 
creator is creating. Verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Now listen to this. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, verse 3, Let there be light. And there was light. See how in creation, God is at work, but specifically the Spirit of God, and we see the Word of God. As the psalmist says in Psalm 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. Breath here is the Hebrew word ruach, which is the same word for spirit. The spirit of God and the word of God are inseparable. In a similar way, you, a human being, cannot utter a single word without the use of your breath. Now, back to our passage, 1 Timothy 3. Verse 16 says, Paul says here, that the word is breathed out by God. In other words, inspired by God. No wonder it contains supernatural power. No wonder it is more reliable than me or you or any other human being on earth. We believe in the authority of the word written because we believe in the authority of the word become flesh. The Spirit testifies of this word become flesh when he inspired the written words, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And where people are submitting to the word of God, Jesus Christ reigns. Brothers and sisters, as Paul says in 2 Timothy 3.14, our passage, but as for you, Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. Sadly, there is a word that so many people have become allergic to today, and that word is theology. We cannot continue in what we have learned and have firmly believed if we do not acknowledge that Scripture sets forth theological truth. We Christians should not be allergic to the word theology. Theos simply means God, and logos means word. So theology is God words or God speak. It is the study of God and the things of God. We need to study scripture and have good theology, sound doctrine. Some might say, I don't need theology. I just need Jesus. Well, I'm going to let a ridiculous Avengers meme that I once saw answer that. Please bear with me. Just picture this meme. It's a real meme. You can, you can search it. It's got Bruce Banner and Thor. And Bruce Banner says, I don't need theology. I just need Jesus. And Thor says, I see. So who is this Jesus? Banner says, he's God incarnate who came to save mankind from sin. And Thor stops him and says, you're doing theology. Again, I say, the Spirit of God and the Word of God, which includes all the theological truths it sets forth, are inseparable. Every time we read the Bible, we are doing theology. Every time we talk about Jesus, we are doing theology. And we need to be careful in our study of Scripture and be diligent in our study of Scripture so that when we do theology, it is good theology. If we truly want to walk in the Spirit, we must be filled with God's Word. For it is the Word of God which the Spirit of God is pleased to use to accomplish the glorious purposes of God. 
Which leads us to our last point. The power of God's word. Back to that fateful day in rehab. As I read through each page of scripture, God spoke. I learned about his character. I learned about his holiness. I learned about his righteous anger against sin. I learned about myself, that I was a wretched sinner, that I was in desperate need of a savior, that even though I thought I knew God and I thought I was a generally good person, if I were to stand before his throne and he were to judge me, I would be condemned. In fact, I was under condemnation right then and there. And I read about Jesus. I learned about his righteousness, his purity, his love, his willingness to lay down his life for the worst of sinners. Through the word, the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sin, led me to repentance, and granted me faith in Jesus Christ. As 1 Peter 1.23 says, You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. What a precious truth. It is the word of God, as we hear the good news of Jesus Christ, that causes us to be born again. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of Christ. For many of you listening, God has graciously granted you this as well. Just like Paul told Timothy, it is the scriptures that are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's verse 15 of our passage. And it doesn't end there. We tend to think that the Bible contains the good news for our salvation, and that's about it. But how about our Christian walk? Do we need extra biblical resources, other sources? Do we need a list of Top 10 ways to be a better Christian by the Huffington Post to help us grow in our faith? Paul continues, verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Do we believe this? That God has given us his word to equip us for every good work? God declares this as a fact. In Hebrews 4.12, we are told the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This is the only book in the world that reads you. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. And since God is alive, his word is alive. Preachers usually like to quote a good old hymn towards the end of their sermon. But for this podcast, I'd like to quote from a good old rapper. In a song called Sola Scriptura, that is scripture alone, Shai Lin tries to help us understand what it means when you say that the word of God is alive. Here's what Shai Lin says in that song. Hi, how you doing? Please let me introduce myself. My name is the Bible. Knowing me is crucial to your health. The riches of this world are nothing compared to the truest wealth. So I would appreciate it if you would remove me from your shelf. I'm worthy of all your respect and trust. You treat me like a vacuum cleaner. I have been collecting dust. 
And that is unacceptable for something so invaluable in the entire universe. Nothing is more powerful. All these other so-called holy books do not compare to me. I reveal the will of God accurately with clarity. Grasping me leads to charity. Mastering me is a rarity. I'll have to embarrass if you happen to be a Pharisee. But if you humble yourself to receive what you can learn from me, I will make you wise unto salvation for eternity. So open me and read me. You need me to survive. My main point is Jesus Christ crucified. Brothers and sisters, this is why scripture matters. This book has been breathed out by God. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. Thank you, Joshua Garango, for that wonderful message. And um, it's really a, a blessing for us to know why the scripture matters in all of us. So we thank you for everyone who listened. And um, if you're not following Faith Library, follow us on Facebook. Like us is Faith Library Official. And on Instagram is Faith Library PH. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify and all other podcast sites that you can listen to. And I think one of the safest or one of the most common is Spotify. But thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you in our next episode. It will be an exciting one for all of us. See you and God bless.